Hey there, this is Nikkei Roach, and welcome to the podcast today. And I wanted to thank you very much for taking the time and all the different comments I keep getting either on the website or I keep getting comments, you know, here at our channel with Massage Secrets. Um, so if you were paying attention to my last podcast, I was talking about, I was quiet and I was talking about taking a quick vacation. And what I did was, um, if you don't know this part of, of the United States, you really, really, really need to go down. Now, this is a place where I grew up. I grew up near Savannah, Georgia. Um, and near Savannah, Georgia, and I have to say near Savannah, Georgia, because technically, and not even technically, actually, I grew up until the age of 15 in South Carolina. Now, that's a low country, that's salt marshes, that's really good crab, shrimp, fishing. Um, it's just really great down-home um, food that has a very good African feel to it. So if, you, if you've had any African cuisine and you, you taste some of the low country cuisine, it's very similar in some respect. And the main reason is because during the, you know, let's just say the part of our history that a lot of folks like to omit, <laughs> there was a lot of folks who were from African descent who ended up uh, staying in that region. Their cuisine is really, really, really good. So I'm down there. And I, I do study marketing no matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing. And I do not fault any business for the efforts that they're doing. Some of the industries like the porn industry and the stripping industry, not crazy about those because they have some other effects, but we're not going to get into that. But it's an industry that you did not, you don't really think of as an industry because it's not something that we really target or market or we even think about as a legitimate business. But it is. It is in a classic sense that people have a service or a product that they deliver and they exchange it for money. So I'm sitting at with my friend Jeremy, who and I served together in the army and that's all side story. But anyway, I'm sitting there with him and I'm watching and we're reminiscing. And as we're talking about, you know, combat and being in medicine and whatnot, I start noticing on the pier, we're on, on the pier of Savannah and I'm watching because the, the pier Savannah is in this part of it is downtown towards Waters Avenue is there's a lot of folks who are there for tourism. And so if you've been to any tourist spots, especially in the south, now I don't know about your spots, maybe different parts, but there are a lot of really good panhandlers. And the reason why I say that is because if you watch them very carefully and I'm always watching. It may not look like I'm paying attention. And the thing I do is is I sort of stand off a little bit and I look at the corner of my eye and I'm having a conversation with somebody, but I'm always looking around. Again, it's probably just a throwback from being in the military, always being on guard. But I'm watching how they interact with each person that they come, in, come by. Now, there's thousands of people down there from all walks of life, size, height, you know, girth, uh, gender, uh, same sex. Uh, it, it's a whole bunch of, di it's a different variety. But I paid attention to the panhandlers and there was a certain type of customer they were looking for. They didn't ask everybody. It had to have a certain criteria because all of them did the same thing. It is about four or five of them that I spotted. And they all followed the same M.O. They knew who to talk to to get the money, 
Now, there are certain things, single people, probably not. Young people, probably not. Older people, retirees, couples, they tended to target. Two guys walking down the street, which was me and my, my friend Jeremy, they, they stayed away from two guys walking. Unless the two guys was a couple. Now, if you see, obviously, that they're holding hands and they're being intimate as they're walking, that's different. They would target that. But if it's two guys just kind of roughing it, they tended to stay away from it. And none of them, of all five little panhandlers, and I call these businesses, none of them targeted. They knew exactly what their target looked like. They knew how to reach them. And if you listen to the words that they use, the mannerism, they had it dialed in. They would make a Harvard business student blush. It was like, wow, I was, I was enamored by the technique that they all use. The point is, is that many of us, especially in the massage industry, we will allow anybody to get on our table. It's like, who would you like to get on the table? Anybody who has the money and anybody who has skin. I'll let them get on my table. And that, that will work, but there are billions of people. And just because they have skin does not necessarily mean they're qualified. Just because they have money doesn't necessarily mean they're qualified. The problem sometimes is because we will oftentimes accept anybody, we don't get anybody. Okay? <laughs> we'll accept anybody, we don't get anybody. If that makes sense. So the focus is, and if you look at some of the most successful massage practices, de depending on what part of the regions you are, they have a very specific target market. You probably don't know what it is in your case, and maybe you do. If you do, you are amazing. Stick to it. If it's profitable and that type of MO and that type of technique and that type of massage is getting you profit, then continue down the path. The challenge sometimes with us is that we're so clinical that sometimes in our desire to be a better clinician, we are terrible business people. We are some of the best clinicians. We know more about the body than some of the physical therapists I've come in contact. As a matter of fact, I've had a physician, a world-renowned physician come into my practice and said, you know what? Hands down, massage therapists know the muscle system better than anybody. And I was like, wow, a physician? documented, written, published, well-known in his industry, said massage therapy, massage therapists are much more knowledgeable than anybody with the muscular system. I was like, wow, just because we're really good at anatomy and physiology, just because we're good at muscle structure doesn't necessarily make us really great business people. Okay. Keep that in mind. And also keep in mind that most of the greatest massage therapy practices in the United States were not started by massage therapists. They were started by business people. So sometimes you have to switch from being a clinician to being a business owner and being a marketer. So do some research. Do some time and ask yourself, look at your numbers. Always look at your numbers because your numbers tell you the truth. You will lie to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Tell yourself the truth. Look at your numbers. If you look at 100 clients if you've seen over the last whatever time period you want that to be, that can be over the last couple of months, that can be over the last week if you have a larger practice, if you have a smaller practice, maybe that's over, you know, whatever time period. Look at the numbers and start analyzing what did people come in for? 
Did they come in for reflexology? I know that's a little bit out of our sphere sometimes. Maybe they came in for low back pain. Maybe they came in for prenatal. Maybe they came in for stretching. It doesn't really matter. Maybe it was it was a number of things that they came in. Maybe they had TMJ. Whatever it is that they came in for, you can bet your bottom dollar that that's what you're really good at. And that's what people pay you for. You might want to think about taking all the stuff off your menu and think of it like McDonald's. I always go back to McDonald's. McDonald's menu has not changed in like really in 20 years, maybe 30 years. They still burgers, fries, and some other stuff they throw on there. Happy Meal, it may look the same. The building may look different, but they're still the same. Burgers, fries, and a beverage. Maybe some cookies, maybe a shake or two. It's all pretty much the same. A burger, a double burger, whatever. It is all a Big Mac, you know, whatever it is, okay? It does not matter. It's all burgers, fries, and shakes, and a drink, okay? At the core, that's really all it is. So be a little mindful of that. If you're going to become an expert and you're going to become someone in a specific area, then focus in on that marketing aspect. If you don't want to do the rub downs, and I understand that there are some businesses that we know of that all they do is rub down. They're not clinicians. They're rub down artists. They're still massage therapists. I'm not knocking it. It's just their understanding is to get them through, get them through, get them through. And that works so well. But if you're going to be a great clinician, ask yourself this. What is a business type that I have that I'm really good at that I can market that and that only? If you figure that out, it's probably only about four. Four is actually pushing it. There are four at maximum different massage techniques that you really should dial in at. Once you dial in at those, then you'll find it's easier to market because one, you know what to say in your marketing because you say the same thing. You know what your target marketing. Going back to those street, you know, what you can call them what you want. Call them peddlers, call them sham artists. I call them business owners. They are mobile business owners, fresh air business owners, whatever you want to call it. Because at the end of the day, the customer, which is the person that gives the money, feels good that they help someone else. Doesn't matter what they're going to do with that money. That is not their job. That is not for you to figure it out. It's not your customer doesn't need to know what you do with your money. So why should you know what the person who's the panhandler is doing with their money? Go back to what you what I learned and what many really smart, really wise really successful massage steppers has figured out is dial into your core know with your without question what your ideal customer looks like and skip everybody else because everybody else will waste your money waste your time waste your energy and it waste the minimal the limited hours that we as massage steppers have on this earth in our particular craft dial in figure who figure out who they are and double down your marketing and you'll find that your bank account will always be filled and your books will always be filled. If you want more tips, more success strategies and more stories, or if you just want to reach out and talk with me and have a confidential, you know, business strategy session, which is free for 15 minutes, go on over to NikkeiRoach.com. That's N-I-K-E-R-O-A-C-H.com. And we'll see you next time. Safe travels, be honorable, be amazing, be the best massage therapist that the world has ever seen, but be profitable. See you next time.